Hello, Aspiration Athletics podcast listeners, and welcome to the show. We're on another edition, and today we're going to be talking about mood disorders, anxiety, and depression, and how you can combat these issues with physical activity. So stay tuned for the show, and if you guys find this information valuable, please subscribe. We have listener support now on our podcast, so I would love to see all of you subscribe to the channel. And for whatever you think the podcast is worth, drop a donation and say hello. I'd love to talk to you. Enjoy the show, folks. Hello and welcome to another edition of Aspiration Athletics Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Burnison, and today we're on episode 17, and this one is important to me because I really think that this can help a lot of people, this uh, this topic here. Um, I originally wasn't going to do this podcast uh, simply because I didn't feel like... <sighs> I didn't feel like I could really contribute in the way that I wanted to, but um, some certain things throughout uh, today's venture um, kind of gave me the intrinsic motivation to follow through with making uh, this episode today. So I want to talk about stressors and an implication on physical health. So whether it's mood disorders, whether it's um, chronic anxiety, you know, what is happening within our physiological responses to um, allow us to feel to feel the way that we do when we are just lacking the motivation to get up and move and to um, potentially make strides in bettering our quality of life. So this podcast, I first want to point out, um, this this whole thing was inspired by a conversation I had today with uh, a client of mine I've been working with for several months, and we've um, grown pretty close in our relationship, our client-to-trainer relationship, and uh, I feel like we've built up enough rapport to be comfortable um, you know, sharing personal things, and uh, she confided in me that... Um, her father, you know, another client of mine that I've worked with is um, uh, going back into potentially cancer treatments. Uh, he was on remission from cancer and um, she expressed to me that there's just so much going on in having to handle her father's physical health and having to consider um, all of all of the implications there that it's taken her away from uh, allowing herself to be focused and motivated in her own ventures, and uh, that 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 discussion really really hit home for me. Um, you know, I'd like to think I have a pretty good attitude for the most part on my perspective and outlook on life, but I can certainly tell you, folks, that was that was earned and that was um, that was worked for. Um, we all have stressors and we all have anxieties and we all have, uh, um, 
you know, these trutches that we have to endure throughout life. And it's important to know how to um, recognize that stress in order to, uh, you know, properly handle it rather than bottling it up and, and you know, handling it in an unhealthy way. Um, so, you know, I went on to have this discussion with her and uh, it really motivated me to continue to do what I do and to uh, it further drive the notion that, you know, I'm doing um, a good service by being able to speak on these topics that a lot of people don't shed light on. Um, so she said to me and confided in me that if it wasn't for the podcasts and, you know, me shedding light on some of these issues, she wouldn't have had the um, motivation to endure. And, uh, that that is the best thing I could possibly hear um, and it really allows me to uh, hone in on the content and to spread a better message and uh, that's why I'm talking about this topic today so I'm gonna clear my throat really quick I'm battling a cold you guys I apologize for that in advance um, but yeah I am uh, <laughs> I am highly medicated on um, aspirin or not aspirin but uh tylenol um cold and flu so um gonna definitely do the best i can here doing this justice for you guys but um so the topic again is the if you're just joining us the implications of mood disorders on your physical health so whether it's uh, stress or anxiety um you know that you experience maybe chronically how do you handle that stress right like how do you in the face of opposition continue to progress and move forward so that's what we're going to be talking about today if you hear me take pauses i am taking a sip of water so first i think the the most important part here is to to first mention that there's healthy stress and there's unhealthy stress and um I'm going to pretty much lay out what it looks like to be experiencing or exhibiting unhealthy stress behaviors. So this is looked at as the system kind of malfunctioning and, and not working properly where um, you kind of stay on that fight or flight response, that kind of pedal to the metal mentality. And it, it physically is fatiguing and it wears on your biological and psychological as well as emotional health. Um, that also translates into your overall health holistically so you know these biological responses and mechanisms are are essentially meant to keep us away from um <laughs> i mean going back to the main point of fight or flight there th these responses are meant to keep us away from going back to prehistoric days um avoid being eaten by some sort of animal right or or running away from something that is uh, potentially um, life-threatening so this full throttle state we were finding that more and more people in an unhealthy way are handling this stress um, through the the uh, the factors I just ex uh, explained here where they stay in this activated like state and it requires so much energy to have all of your um, sensory systems firing at an optimal level to where 
you know, there's a reason why you feel fatigue. There's a reason why your body can't move, but your mind or, or even both, right? Like your body may not be able to do it, but you want to inside or both where a lot of the time in, in, in uh, chronic forms of depression and really severe depression cases is we're finding individuals that uh, are experiencing both where they have negative perceptions and um, the physical implications follow. So that's really what's exhibited through this unhealthy stress management or uh, unhealthy stress. Um, yeah, I guess you could call it a management cycle. So that's the wrong way to handle these things. And I know the majority of you are going like, oh shit, like that's me. That's okay. I'm here to tell you how we can handle this in a more healthy um, fashion that's going to be optimal for long-term um, progression and rather than bottling up and then all of a sudden regressing back to that um, state and point in time where uh, that stressor is weighing on you again. So going into this healthy stress management cycle, this is this is really when things are functioning optimally. Um, you have that ability to be alert, uh, but not at the stress of of physical fatigue so you're really actually kind of motivated to move and you ever had those days where you just feel like you can take on the world and you're just ready to take action and your focus is on point it's almost like you just drink an energy drink but things just click right like it's all green light so this is your healthy stress response um, so you're very responsive to environmental cues and this healthy stress is a response to the acute situations that life brings such as accidents and emergencies. So an example would be uh, an old friend that we can rely on this inbuilt stress reaction and protective biological failsafe ignition and once the threat is gone we return to normal. So it really becomes like the the comparison here is that this feeling that you get where it's um your catecholamines firing at this stress response right in this unhealthy manner where you feel that ignition however this unhealthy stressor is chronic right so you feel anxious your blood pressure is high constantly this healthy stress cycle that we're talking about is being alert and motivated recognizing that you need to take action and focus because there's uh, priorities in front of you. So you're responsive to those environmental cues, right? Via that lion, right? But like the healthy stress response to these acute situations that life about brings us is in, in you know, in, in the way of accidents or emergencies is uh, relying on the inbuilt stress reaction as a fail safe, right? And once that threat is gone, we can return to normal. So it's it's essentially thinking of it like just kind of rewiring your system to handle these stressors. Um, and I know a lot of you are just like, well, fuck it. I just want to, it, you know, just numb my mind to it in the short term. And I can tell you right now, it's not the way to go. And this is where usually all these drug habits and things form, and we'll go into that here soon. Um, but I kind of want to get into this idea of, of, you know, at points in time, people, when they're experiencing these ideas about anxiety, they can begin to kind of become troublesome. So you start asking yourself, 
what is the typical attitude that I take for my own anxiety, right? So like a lot of you probably view your anxiety as a negative, right? It's a negative stressor. You don't want it. It doesn't feel good, obviously. And, you know, maybe you don't want others to know your stress because maybe you're empathetic and you don't want other people to feel the same thing. Or maybe you think it defines you. Or maybe you think that it, you've lost control of yourself and you can't really get a handle. So these are all things that you probably ask yourself, um, you know, this typical behavior of stress and how we perceive it. So I want to talk to you about some positive perceptions towards your stress that will hopefully help manage it, not eliminate it, but manage your stress. Because ultimately, folks, life is suffering and it's how you perceive this suffering and how you choose to react to it that's going to allow you to move past these humps in life. So many of you, before I get into this, you're asking yourself now, like, what have you seen, right? Like, who are you to tell me that I need to get over my shit? Well, folks, you know, not to get into sad, uh, uh, sad stories and sob stories, but you know, I go always go back to that point of working in a kitchen and, um, you know, I think about the stressors I was facing with this anxiety to fulfill expectation that societal norms, um, societal norms had basically uh, put on me, right? So like this social pressure to put on a posture or a front, um, I was feeling that right and that that shit sucks and if you think about how consistent and, and widespread that is at, at the rate it's at like there is a problem with toxic positivity yes there is a such thing as being too positive you guys like this whole thing i'm talking to you about life and and how you choose to perceive it is variable i understand that you know i understand that but it's all unique to us. And what I can tell you is that these, these principles that I'm going to lay out in front of you shortly are going to give you the foundational pieces necessary to make that positive change in your life. You know, I, in the midst of all of this, uh, these things developing in my life with, with this company and with this podcast and being able to talk to you guys is, is really a coming of age story. And um, I don't want to lay it all out here on this episode, but what I can tell you is it's a miracle to be where I'm at. And um, it really is a testament to your power of will and your life force via the perceptions of your own reality. Now, a lot of you hear me talk about Gary Vaynerchuk, and I feel it's important to mention this person because he really did, um, in a lot of ways, jumpstart what is now uh, my life and my reality by allowing me to handle these stressors with a certain um, 
perception via you know uh, just th putting things in perspective what do I want out of life and to me it was important to recognize that I simply wanted happiness and this is what I'm gonna lay out to you is like you need to have this conversation with yourself and recognizing what is the anxiety what is the pressure you're facing and how you can um, tackle it because what I had to do was tell myself like and, and really counsel myself like what is it that you want out of this venture and not to get off on a tangent, but yesterday I made a post on Gary Vaynerchuk's media page promoting some of my content, but also sharing a bit of my story and background. I quit school. You know, I was in my senior year of college and I was facing the torment of this internal divide that was my identity and the social pressure that I was facing. So when I tell that story in my content through pieces of my content, um, you know, people start to get an understanding of me, but they don't know me. So I posted this comment yesterday on Gary Vaynerchuk's page. And I said, look, you know, you're doing great work. You saved my life. You like, you know, you jumpstart basically what I just laid out to you. And somebody commented and said, well, why couldn't you just stay in school? The, uh, the CEO of Nike you know, he was, um, he had two jobs, he was going for a degree, and he started his own business. And I said, look, man, simply put, that's not what I want. I'm not the CEO of Nike. I'm Devin Burnison. And what I can tell you is that I don't aspire to be anyone other than myself. I want to pave my own way. And I think that if you recognize that thought and feeling, and, and, and hopefully you can aspire to feel that way, because it's liberating. When you don't have to fulfill expectations that societal pressures put on you or that your parents put on you, like it's it's absolutely liberating. And um, you know, the guy didn't have any retorts. And how what what can you say to that? Like all that I'm looking for, and much like Gary, is happiness in perpetuity. And uh, you know, God forbid he ever gets a hold of this content, we're gonna have a very large discussion. Um about you know this this aspect of of behavior and how it really comes down to do you want this life that you're dreaming about and if so put your blueprint into action and if you don't you didn't want it that bad but what I'm saying to you is in order to get to any of those points coming back to my main point is you need to have this kind of intervention with yourself to understand what the stressor is. The more you can become comfortable in embracing that stressor, the more that you can act on it and, and learn, to, or excuse me, act on it in a way that's going to um, dampen the pressure that it puts on you. So going back to the point, you know, when you feel this, these feelings of like these negative perceptions towards your stress you think about the typical actions that are associated with it and what are you guys trying to do to get away from feeling that anxiety how are you avoiding it so if you ask yourself and and really think about specific actions you take to avoid stress and this is where i'm coming down to like this intervention thing is like it takes thought it takes work like understanding and analyzing your own self you'd be surprised at how much you don't know about your own identity 
So these habits of avoidance or relief seeking short term create more long term stress and perpetuate what is the unhealthy cycle and negative cycle of stress. So at this point, you know, think of it as like technological portals for um, escape as an example, you know, of one way, right? Like yeah, this is a portal of an escape, it's short term. I don't know what I'm coming back to when I go back through that thing. So anytime we don't feel good, we can leave and enter that promised land of entertainment and distraction via YouTube, via this, that, and the other cat videos, right? Like this muted pursuit of happiness, which actually does give us an immediate bump in reward centers of the brain that keep us coming back for more, that dopamine response. But this senseless wandering only leads to more unhappiness and the need to escape. And on it goes, chasing that high that might take the edge off. And this is why I'm talking about how it leads into drug addictions. Most people that are addicted to drugs have turned to it to dampen the blow that the stressors of life have been placed on them because their behaviors have shaped the way that they handle and perceive the stress in their reality, in their life. Many of you don't know at the moment that I'm battling to hold this business location because the person I'm with is not uh, uh, respecting my time in the relationship. So it's all about how you handle the stress though. I can sit here and wallow. I can sit here and wish that uh, uh, you know things were better or I can go to work and I can turn that light on and be able to say to myself, look, things aren't the best right now. You don't need to leave the situation. You need to stay and work on building it in working at it. Most of you quit. Most of you quit, relationship or non, workout or non, physical activity or non, you quit when things get tough. You quit when the, the, uh, the odds are stacked against you. But what if I were to tell you that this stress can really be something good if you perceive and maintain it and harness it and recognize it and embrace it? What if we could train it in a way that it's like a skill that helps us approach the sensations? We would no longer then get caught in that cycle of unhealthy stress. So I'm gonna break down how this goes for you guys, okay? I'm gonna break it down for you and, and, and we can talk about it. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post-produce this, whatever, but my DMs are always open. Um, so definitely slide up in them. No, I'm just kidding. But my DMs are always open, right? So like, don't be afraid to have this conversation with me. A lot of people, and I don't, again, I don't mean to go out on tangents. I'm gonna give you guys what you want here in a moment, the, the five steps of how you can change your perceptions. But, you know, a lot of people are, are lost on this fact of, again that that sense of losing identity so i got so passionate i forgot what i was going to go into so i'm going to give you guys the five steps rather than uh bullshit around here um so number one 
like I was talking about previously in the, the first few minutes leading up to, you gotta be aware of this stress. So really self-analyze, think internally, what is the event or the emotion or the person or uh, you know, whether it's internal, external, what is the stressor? What is the anxiety you're facing that is triggering these negative responses, right? So that's the first action. It's kind of like your AA thing. Like, I gosh, I hope I don't offend anyone by saying that. But um, these kind of steps to AA are similar in how you would perceive stressors. And I think a lot of it is an a testament, or excuse me, is a testament to just that managing triggers, right? That take you back to that place where you're vulnerable. But uh, next, I want to talk about step number two. So step number one was be aware. Be aware of what's causing that stress. Step number two is activation. So describe that activation experience. Say it out loud. What's happening in that experience, say it out loud. Become familiar with it. Let it, let it um, um, have, have a effect on your body your heart rate like if it starts to have physical implications on you, you can understand that that's probably a stressor that needs to be perceived in a different way so like a lot of people get upset or or um <laughs> simply like get just completely turn off when they see the sight of somebody they don't like so you know what that feels like right like your heart rate goes up your your like belly starts to have like this emptiness and hollowness to it so like understanding what happening what happens in your body when you're aware of these stressors is going to allow you to go into my next step here have this appraisal for yourself where you're imagining that kind of you know that worst case so what what is the worst case scenario to you so what thoughts are you having about this worst case scenario? And what is this predominant emotion that you keep feeling, right? So this emotion that is uh, consistent and, and um, perpetual, you know, what is that emotion? Become familiar with it. Start recognizing it. So once you start to recognize it, folks, this is where you can, you know, really start to see the relief factor come in if you take action. So how do you start to, you gotta ask yourself this and have this conversation, how do I seek relief from this stressor, right? So um, think about a relationship, right? How do you seek relief from the stressors and anxiety of your relationship? Most people cheat, most people put that energy in somebody else, most people, you know, like, that's just the norm right like but but as soon as you become familiar with you know these better practices of action taking it into action and seeking relief that's going to be positive rather than negative and self-destructive you know now you can start to think how can i avoid these things in a more productive manner and lastly this one's kind of your your aspect of available energy so what does it do for you afterward you know once you have that recognition of the you know awareness of the anxiety you know activating that um uh, that experience you know you're starting to become enveloped by what 
what the implications are of that anxiety and then you have this appraisal where you're imagining the worst case scenario and that the thoughts that it brings once you become familiar with the thoughts and feelings in front of you that that anxiety brings you can take action seek relief in a more productive manner and avoid it and what this does is allows you to recognize the available energy at hand and what it does for you is have this sense of relief rather than that cost later so you know these are all really good strategies to implement right off the bat um, these are things that you can just absolutely start doing now like yesteryear like and I think you know I didn't take these these um, strategies uh, linearly here um, in order but you know, I've, I've had to, throughout time, being able to handle stressors and being able to handle hurt and disappointment, um, it's being able to be aware of all of these things and, and the, the energy output and the draining nature that it causes, right? So, <clears throat> you know, I, I want to now go into kind of the way that I chose to handle things and support it with some evidence from some studies but you know i wasn't as much of a deep thinker as i am now uh when i was 17 18. you're, you're even 19 20 for that matter like i am 21 years old ladies and gentlemen and the things that i've seen and done in the last year and a half year um eight months to a year have been just I mean it's way outside of the norm for a 21 year old uh kid right <clears throat> so my salvation my liberation my stress uh management technique really without knowing it subliminally at the time lied within the gym so we're going to talk about the moderate and you know vigorous physical activity implications and in, in the importance on what is our perceptions and our uh, ability to handle stress so i want to point out that the world health organization um pretty much promotes these these principles that i put in place so if you're looking for resources there definitely head over to the World Health Organization and check out their um, um, mental wellness section I think you'll really be uh, heavily influenced and take interest to the information they're providing there so moderate to vigorous physical activity in the study that I was researching where they took uh, an Australian population and they took about 34,000 participants, excuse me, 34,000 participants. I'm going to take the link here and check out the, uh, the details for you guys. Um, but they started with 34,000 observations. Okay. So they used um, three waves of panel data. Sorry, you guys. That is uh, my Gandhi boy and Seth. Um, so they started with three waves of panel data from household income and labor dynamics in Australia. 
So this consisted of 34,000 observations from 17,000 individuals. Um, so this is a pretty substantial and, and statistically significant um, you know, research article where they're finding these associations between the frequency of moderate to physical, excuse me, moderate to vigorous physical activity and the different indicators of psychological stress and perceptions. So this idea that physical activity can reduce psychological distress and decrease the likelihood of falling into the high-risk category of mental wellness disorders you know, that's a powerful, powerful study that I think is buried. Um, well, not only because I don't think it's a lack of uptake on the, the principle of physical activity and its uh, association with wellness improvement. I don't think that's ever been a mystery. And I think that too often, um, going back to that health belief model last episode I talked about, you know, we put too much emphasis on the positives rather than recognizing how we can get people from point A to point B. Yes, people understand that exercise is fucking good for their physical health, but what's stopping them from doing it? So this intervention that I explained earlier is going to set the foundation, those five steps I gave you is going to set the foundation necessary, right? is going to set the foundation necessary to carry out these activities more efficiently and with better perceptions. I've always preached that if your body is not in, or excuse me, if your mind is not into it, your body won't follow. Your perceptions towards your effort, folks, is bar none one of the most important factors to your physical well-being and quality of life. So becoming familiar and this goes outside the realm of just mental wellness necessarily like what it comes down to is identify and have perspective in your life what is going to allow you to manage stress but make you happy because you're you're clearly unhappy right so what is what is causing this unhappiness most of you say i don't know or i can't think of something yes you can because it's spawning from something and you know maybe there's cases and it's variable where there are some hormone deficiencies in that case i say take your meds or find um, alternative routes, right? Like there's CBD, there's THC, you know, and, and in states where it's legal, Michigan, happy 420, like that is, that is an option for you. So no longer should it be an excuse to bottle things up and allow you, you allow yourself to have these destructive behaviors. Handle this stress with something positive, right? Something that's going to take you from that point of the kind of um, uh, emotional distress feeling that you have allow you to recognize what's causing this anxiety, okay? Being aware of it. Associating it with the feelings it gives you, those trigger points, right? Because there's triggers to these stressors. How you handle and manage that stress is up to you. It's up to you. And like I talked about, you know, these, these weaker-minded individuals, decide to go through these cyclical patterns because they're simply not self-aware enough to understand that what they're doing is not only having implications on their physical health, but their mental health as well. So 
what does physical activity have to do with handling stress really like you know i know i need to get healthy what is the association or correlation of right well there's emerging evidence of the association between physical activity and overall levels of mental health we know that and it's been suggested that associations between them and psychological distress are likely so going back to the aspect i just talked about people know this right like who is 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 clearly not um honing in on what people are facing and it's it's how they <clears throat> excuse me it's how they perceive their own stress and manage that stress so these potential effects may run through um, physical, excuse me, physiological, psychological, and social press, uh, processes. So, from a physiological point of view, we know that physical activity enhances fitness levels, which in turn start to upregulate physiological stress response fail safes, such as the reduced secretion of hormones and lowered, excuse me, lowered blood pressure. So in a nutshell, folks, what that's saying um, in, in describing here is that the physiological point of view enhances fitness, right? Like your musculature, we know. And what it does in turn is upregulates physiological stress responsors in the form of hormone secretion and uh, excuse me lower blood pressure so you have this aspect of this stress management by um you know facing the uh, uh that uh fight or flight response right but then going back into that healthy process like i mentioned um having that fail safe like yes fight or flight is necessary stress is necessary but it should not be chronic you know it shouldn't be something that is consistently driving you through a rabbit hole so from a psychological perspective it's been linked to reduced arousal and mood enhancement through cognitive distraction and biochemical changes so that is referring to these behaviors during high periods of stress via drinking smoking or eating unhealthy so when you when you aren't exercising right and you aren't moving physically moving and and expelling some of that energy um your stress hormones are high and if you aren't reducing your mood through uh, cognitive distraction and, and biochemical changes via exercise, you're probably going to turn to more negative approaches thereof, you know, being smoking, eating unhealthy, and drinking or drug abuse. <clears throat> because here's the thing each promote the same brain patterns that are ignited when those things happen. So if you're, it's really a matter of choice. If you choose to smoke, eat, and drink, that's a choice. And you're getting the same uh, uh, cognitive response that you would if you exercised and handled it in a more positive manner. 
So it goes on to say that participation in physical activity tends to increase time spent outdoors, as well as the frequency and quality of social interactions and interpersonal relationships. So when you're exercising, generally you're much happier. You know, you're much happier. Um, and as a result, you would expect that physical activity would have the potential to basically enhance well-being by reducing these psychological distresses, and it does. <clears throat> so the study goes on to um, talk about the self-reported levels of psychological distress. Uh, says that operationalized using the well-established uh, Kessler psychological distress scale. So this um, the scale that consists of a 10 question um, kind of uh, intervention here is designed to capture these nonspecific psychological distresses um, in the measure of depressive symptoms and anxiety disorders. So these respondents are asked, you know, within this study, in the four week course that they had experienced different feelings and emotions and what they had laid out were these feelings of being tired for no good reason, right? Feeling perpetually nervous or even so nervous in some cases that nothing could calm them down or, or they have these fits of feeling hopeless or maybe they're super restless or, or even take that in the opposite, like fidgety, right? So being so restless that maybe you couldn't even sit down or depression, you're depressed and everything feels like an effort and you just feel so worthless and nothing can cheer you up. These are the essentially the questions that were asked over the course of the four-week study and um, what they described at the end of the study is that they just going back to the point here you know they found that the physical activity increased the um, or excuse me uh, decreased the hormone secretion associated with those behavior patterns of picking up a habit thereof being um, uh, smoking and, and, you know, drug abuse and things like that. Um, and what I'm getting to folks is perception on stressors in front of you are going to aid much more in giving yourself a path on being able to handle that stressor. So, you know, it's never a, it's, it's never this aspect of, you know, I can just drink my way out of the pain or, or, um, you know, maybe I can just move away from it all. Like these common misconceptions of taking that portal approach and just, you know, taking yourself out of, out of that placed for short term when you return back to what is home and, and what is your identity you're left with the shambles that you didn't address beforehand and if you don't become hyper aware of the stressors that you're being consumed by you'll never be able to address them 
in a healthy manner. You'll continue to run away from it. You'll continue to put yourself in damning situations that are self-destructive. You know, and whether it's uh, whether it's um, triggers from a life event or triggers from losing a game or triggers from getting a bad grade on a test or triggers from you know uh, 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 poor relationship dynamic like these things take work it takes recognizing what's gone wrong and working at it to improve the situation so you know like i said i'm no expert on this and i was hesitant to even have this discussion um, because the nature of it is uncomfortable. But I'm finding more and more that these uncomfortable decisions, or excuse me, these uncomfortable conversations are basically, in summation, what's led to my ability to become hardened to a lot of the uh, stressors of life. You know, and and it... It's, it's something that is definitely worked on. Um, it's something that, much like your fitness perspective and your fitness goals, it takes repetition. And that doesn't mean torment yourself with the perpetual thought of, I'm not good enough, or I perceive myself as this, or I, you know, society defines me as that. You know, all of these negative self-talks that we're having that disincentivize and, and, and essentially cause this lack of intrinsic motivation and poor perception, you know, it, it's, it's important to just embrace the suck. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. You got embrace the suck. Embrace, embrace what you're feeling. You know, it's, you got to have that conversation with yourself. And from there, you can start to move forward. Um, and I, I speak on the fact of my experience in making these progressions and making these stress management techniques through exercise and through, um, through the content I post here. You know, it's, it's, all, it's all a way for me to handle and identify my stress. So like I've like I've confided in you, you know, there's nobody's nobody's talking about these things, but everybody's thinking it and everybody's feeling it. And I think that if we can become more hyper aware and self aware of our emotions and our um, emotional state, the more that we can continue to improve our quality of life and see the best out of life. Um, even in the worst situations. And I think that much like repetitions of push-ups, they're hard at first. Um, there's no real clear way to get your push-up better other than to just do that shit. And I think it comes with, um, the same thing can be said with exercising a better behavior pattern. It just takes work, folks. Like, put it in perspective and prioritize appropriately. Become aware of your emotions and act on it. Um, that's all I have to say, you know, and that's, that's really all that I feel in terms of the message that I can provide you is, is, uh, just work at it, just work at it. There's no escape via drugs. There's no escape via alcohol. You're taking that portal approach and just leaving the situation in hopes of returning 
to everything being undone and that's not the case so it's been a pleasure you guys and uh i just i don't want this to be a sad episode i want this to be a very um awakening episode an empowering episode and an episode that allows you to understand the thoughts that you're you're being faced with and some coping strategies and different ways to challenge your perceptions of your stresses I don't want to get comments. I don't want to get people getting on my ass because, you know, maybe you're Sally Sue who your whole family died in a fucking plane crash. Like, I get it. It sucks. It's fucking terrible. But finding a way that you can move past that is going to put you in a much better position rather than not. So that's the only point I'm trying to make here, folks. And, um, you know we got to keep having these discussions and we got to continue to do better as a society and allow, um, allow for people to, uh, empathize. You know, it's not a sign of weakness. Um, but that's the message today, folks. Uh, it was great talking to you. I appreciate all of the support so far. Um, if you like the channel, if you like the podcast, if you like my live streams, um, we now have listener support on my, uh, channel on anchor as well as twitter or excuse me twitch so wow twitter geez um so definitely head over to anchor.fm forward slash aspiration athletics and uh you know check out my page listen to some of the other messages i have um i think you can gain a lot of insight on your own pursuits whether it's physical fitness or life endeavors i'm here to help pave the way and um i wouldn't say guide you but be in the journey with you because i don't think there's any such thing as somebody knowing entirely what the hell they're doing in life so i think if we can all come together and recognize that you know we're all in some pretty shitty situations let's move forward like that's what I'm here for is to bring all of you together in doing so. And my strength that I exercise in perpetuity uh, in being able to address and speak on these things is because I'm well-versed and comfortable in the realm of physical fitness. So I exercise this passion through the facet that is my knowledge in um, sport performance. So when I say passion meets performance, you're getting just that. My passion, which is the energy I bring to these discussions um, and performance being my knowledge in the uh, craft and art that is the phenomena of physical fitness so that is it for episode 17 folks thank you so much for tuning in and those of you that are on the live show um, congrats my solo listener uh, I really appreciate that um, but thank you guys so much for all the support thus far in the development in aspiration athletics it couldn't be what it is without you guys and um, all I can say is I'm going to continue to move forward and I'm going to continue to produce content that is going to be um, hopefully meaningful to you. So thanks again, folks, and never forget, aspire to inspire. Have a good one.